0: the biggest thing i took away from the really the great nba players is they just love the game they absolutely love basketball and it's crazy you'll see as much basketball as you play you'll get on a bus after a game and they'll be watching other games and they're just so passionate about that particular game and i think to to really um be the difference between the good player and the amazing player is they just they just fall in love with the sport whatever that sport is
1: Hello and welcome to the Prepare Like a Pro podcast. Make sure, if you haven't already, to subscribe to my YouTube channel to receive a notification and never miss a live interview. I hope you enjoyed this interview and please share with a friend or a teammate that you think will value this episode. Let's go. From a programming point of view, like exercise selection with, like you said, seven foot athletes, uh, that's Joel. Yeah. jewel. Um, yeah. Would you, what, how did you apply a different program to I guess the Australian sort of traditional model in terms of like having yeah. ox squat in season trap body yeah. lift doing more machines simple movements or is it yeah take us through sort
0: yeah, of it's tough and, and the other one is you're often in a hotel gym or you're in a in an arena gym and you don't have the equipment so a lot of stuff's done um, with bands whether it be mini bands sure. or, or resistance bands like bigger bands um, but typically for the taller guys um it, it just depends individually. We would definitely have guys box squatting, but some guys are so tall and just can't coordinate it. It becomes a risk reward thing, and and the other thing with the NBA is you only have a three week preseason, so and the turnover is so high. So you might get a kid from Europe that comes in and can barely lift, and so you, you have you know you're not going to teach a guy proficiently to squat or power clean
1: or whatever that exercise is in that period. Hey there, I just want to take a short break to announce that we are thrilled to present a game-changing workshop for Australian rules footballers, the practical application of elite sports nutrition for AFL athletes with renowned AFL sports dietitian Ben Parker from the Gold Coast Suns. In this 60-minute masterclass online, we'll dive deep into the world of elite sports nutrition tailored specifically for AFL athletes. You'll discover how to optimize your nutrition to enhance performance gain muscle mass boost recovery and maintain peak condition throughout the demanding afl season this is for all ages and all football levels whether you're playing grassroots state level or of course if you're a professional athlete if you're wanting to purchase your ticket there's 40 left Um, There'll be a great opportunity to also have a send in your questions and individualize your nutrition program. So if this is something that interests you, click the link in the show notes. It's also in our Instagram bio to claim your spot. Thanks, guys. Now back to the rest of the episode. Something you mentioned earlier is how often uh, jobs are sort of... um, uh, uh, successful applicants come through inner networks rather than sort of publicly advertised like in under, yeah. other industries. Uh, how yeah. how common is it for Australians? You mentioned Lock and Penfold that worked Gold State Warriors, yeah. you know, see yourself, but and yeah. all, how many Australian coaches are sort of working in the NBA over the last sort of decade? Yeah, so it's, I think, I don't know of anyone that was in, I think I might have been one of the first in there. I started
0: in 2013. Um And there was, when I started, there was no Australians. And then four or five years later, there was a ton. But a lot of them came through um, the networks of of the first person over there. So um, Troy at Milwaukee, they've had a lot of Australians through there. Troy was at the US ski team. um, And a lot of his staff have come from the US ski team. And a lot of the staff that we had at the US ski team have ended up at different teams. So now, I I mean, I I don't keep track of it, but I would say probably a third of the teams have at least one Australian on staff. The medical or physio, or or strength and conditioning, but it definitely it definitely wasn't like that when I started, but it it
1: proliferated, it proliferated very quickly. So. In terms of demand on a strength and conditioning coach working in the NBA, uh, you mentioned mm. something that sprung out of me. In terms of like seven games in ten days yeah. in six cities, yeah. there's not a lot of life outside of basketball. Yeah. and stuff like that with that going on, it's a real bubble. Uh, yeah, and you manage your, your workload, and I think the best way to describe the NBA travel schedule. If you're traveling
0: with the team, it just feels like you jet lag the whole time. You kind of wake up in a hotel room, and it takes you kind of you know 30 seconds to calibrate which city you're in and, and, and what's happening that day. Um, at the same time, really, you know, cool opportunities. You get to you get to travel the US and and you know meet a lot of people that you ordinarily wouldn't. Um, but the other thing is, for us, we would play. We, were, we went to the final for four straight years against Golden State and then you think you just when you're ready for a break it doesn't come because the draft is three days later so all of a sudden you to do all these workouts for all the draft kids that are coming in and then summer league hits you a week later and you have got to go to Vegas for two weeks and then I worked with one of my players over the summer, so I just traveled wherever he went so we'd be in LA or we'd be in the Hamptons or and then so it is very demanding and it was tough for me because I had three young kids at the time no. Um, yeah, well, and so it's it's a very hard thing. and part of the reason that, well, the, the the reason that I left the job in the end is I just couldn't I couldn't maintain family life and that life. I was I was just missing too much of, of my family's life. And you need the biggest trait I could say for someone working in the NBA or, or working in a sport that has that demand is you have to have a personality that is durable and it's consistent you can't you can't be up and down it just yeah. it just doesn't fly in those so you've got a small and small crew of people and you need people that emotionally can stay consistent you know the highs aren't too high and the lows aren't too low and then you also just have to be durable you just have to grind your way through it and it, 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 at the same time i sound like i'm complaining it's, it's it's an unreal opportunity it's an amazing experience but um you know you just you just have to be willing to to make those sacrifices.
1: What did you learn from the world class athletes that you worked with at the top level in terms of their mindset and work and great work ethic? Yeah, I think look,
0: I was lucky we had we had some unbelievable athletes. I think I think the biggest the biggest thing I took away from the really the great NBA players is they just love the game. They absolutely love basketball. And it's crazy. You'll see as much basketball as you play, you'll get on a bus after a game and they'll be watching other games. And they're just so passionate about that particular game. And I think to to really um be the difference between the good player and the amazing player is they just they just fall in love with the sport whatever that sport is um and 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 that's something i've seen in every sport that i've worked with and the other thing that i think the really great athletes have to fall in love with training as well because the reality is to get great you have to embrace strength training and conditioning training and you have to be passionate about that so uh, amongst the really amazing athletes that I've been lucky enough to work with across a range of different sports over the years, I could barely think of any that just don't love
1: training and, and are really consistent with their training, not just their sport, but actual the physical training. What, what do you believe Yeah, very important skills for straight coaches or physiotherapists in a rehab role working with long-term uh, injury? Yeah.
0: I think, I think the best piece of advice I ever got was from Bill Knowles, who's an athletic trainer. He does a lot of the acls a lot of um a lot of the afl rugby league players have gone out to see him and, and he told me um because he would worked with with one of the skiers that i worked in the u.s he said the most important thing in rehab is to get them to bedtime and that resonated with me because too often you know someone's someone comes in and they hurt themselves and and the reality is for a professional athlete that's that's their that's that's what their career is that's what they're passionate about that's what they want to do that's where their money comes from and all of a sudden That's in jeopardy or that's taken away from them. And it can be a pretty lonely and dark place, Um, even if you're on a team because it's sometimes in a team, it's even worse because you see everyone doing what you want to do and you're not able to do it.